1: team. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks one to right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider podcast. Go crazy,
0: folks. Go crazy.
2: Here's your host, Brett McMillan. Hello and welcome to the Cardinals Insider podcast. Glad to have you with us. I'm Brett McMillan. This episode we continue with a series of sit-down interviews Ozzie Smith conducted on Opening Day. This particular one, a conversation between Ozzie and Willie McGee. I've been fortunate enough to see these two together behind the scenes this year, and it really is a genuine friendship that they have. In fact, you're going to hear it in their voices as the interview unfolds. Both players making a tremendous impact in St. Louis.
0: The ball goes to the wall. Two runs score. McGee makes circle the bases. They bring him around third base. He's trying to score. The throw home. He is. Hey. Here's a pitch to oh, and there goes the to third, the play to first. Safe. the ball gets away. Here's the to score. He is safe and the
1: have won a Between them
2: they share 19 all-Star appearances, 16 gold gloves, a pair of silver sluggers, and of course they won three NL pennants and a world championship as well. It's a great conversation, and we're pleased to bring it to you. Ozzie and Willie. On the Cardinals Insider podcast,
1: we've had some wonderful times and stuff together. Tell us what you do. What are you you doing now? Uh, What 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 consists? I can't uh, call it working, but
3: I'm employed. I'm employed by the Cardinals. Okay. (laughs) And what what does that mean? So I go. You know, I just travel, going to the different minor league cities and um, and helping. You know, helping with the younger guys with the you know mental aspects of the game and. Um, I don't do too much with the with hitting and uh, the mechanical things because I'm only there for a week. So they have coaches there that's there year-round that's teaching the kids, you know, what they want to teach them. So the part I enjoy is being in the dugout during the games um, and the kids start to come up to you and ask you questions about what did you do, what do you think it takes, uh, about routines, you know, and you can see little things about base running that I can tell them about, you know, and, Stuff like that. So you so enjoy that? I enjoy. I enjoy the teaching part, and uh, and then you. I'm learning also. You know, mm-hmm. from the more experienced coaches that's there. You know, but now, how, uh,
1: how long have you been doing this?
3: I think about four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about four years. Do You have so.
1: any aspirations to?
3: No, nah, I don't. To go any further? I or? don't. I don't. I just. I'm day to day. Day day. Know, so what uh, I might wake up tomorrow and say that's enough I might
1: wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I, <might, laughs> <Willie> <laughs> uh, I don't know
3: <laughs> I, I might wake up tomorrow and you know you want to manage it in a minor leagues not, right. not in the big leagues or you or a little league or college or something you know because i did it in Little League I've coached uh, girls softball and uh, you know the fun part of that to me is taking a team and not worrying about winning, but just getting that team to be the best they can be. Any ways that they can be beat or not be beat, whether it's catching the ball, then we're going to work on that until they catch the ball. You know, if it, then we add a little bit to that. But that's the fun part of it I like, just getting the team to, to be the best they can be and not being able to beat in any way they can be beat.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you, if they, if they came to you tomorrow and said, hey, we'd like to – we, we like to invite you to coach at the big league level. Would that interest you?
3: Nah, not right now. Not right now because we spend so much time. We spend so much time on the road and away from home. And, uh, you know, And uh, at this point I'm just not, I, I just don't want to do the traveling and don't want to be in that stream, in that extreme light. Uh, I'd just rather do what I'm doing, you know, until, until I can't do it. You know, it's, uh, you know, we had a good mentor in Dave Ricketts, you know, and George Kissel was there for a while. We I got to spend a, what, a couple years with, around George, you know, but Dave Ricketts was, he was, uh, you know, he was a guy that taught me really, you know, a lot, a lot of good things about the mental game, how to keep it simple, you know, uh, how to work, how not to work. So uh, I take a lot of that stuff I learned from him and, uh, now and now Kendo's down there. I was going to
1: ask you, who, who yeah. now fills that void of oh, a Dave Ricketts or and George oh, this
3: guy, man, O'Kendo is he's, I'm, he's wonderful, man. I'm glad he's down there because now, you know, he's more aggressive right. than I am, and he'll take guys and he'll go. Willie, let's go. And we'll go over to one field and get the outfielders, Willie, get the, you know, boom, 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 and he takes the infield. So it's, uh, you know, so I'm learning. I'm learning, also learning from him you know, and getting comfortable, and he's helping, them. he's helping a lot of those kids. And you got Luis Aguayo, you got, you know, you got Pops over L- there.
1: Luis Aguayo, Aguayo who played uh, with, the Phillies. with the Phillies, 10, yeah. 15 years, good infielder, great right. hands.
3: And you got Mark Dijon, you just got so much experience over there. You know, Mark's been, been around for a, a long time, and so he's, uh, you know, he's down there, and he's got a world of knowledge. So it's just a fun experience. So, you know, playing, playing was one thing you know, because you play for 20 years, 15, 20 years, it's a whole different game coaching. Now I'm learning to coach. You Mm -hmm. know, I've realized that, hey, man, I got to come in here. You know, now I got to learn how to take what I've experienced and learn how to apply it. So it's just like a whole nother, so I feel like I'm in double A right now as far as Mm -hmm. coaching goes, you Mm -hmm. know, learning how to, how to do that part of
1: it. How much different is it uh, in the minor leagues than it was in the big leagues? You know, I know that, you know, we had traveling secretaries and stuff and we didn't have to worry about anything we didn't have to grab our own luggage. are you grabbing your own luggage these yeah, days Yeah, it's, it's
3: a little different man it's are you setting your own schedule? yeah with? That, no that i don't have to do so okay. i'm a little, <laughs> little 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 fortunate there so i can call you know um either linda over here mosaic's uh secretary or i can call tony who's uh-huh. over the minor league deal, so you got two ways to go, and they usually make, um, you know, set up your room, set up your car, uh, you know, your flight arrangements, and it's, uh, it makes it a lot easier, and so you, I, so I, I still, let them know I'm so very you're appreciative of So
1: you still big league
3: in it? No, not really. No. It ain't nothing like big league, cause, <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in coach, cause, Okay, so. you're a coach. <laughs> I'm in okay. coach. All right. <laughs> I'm in well. coach. I eat when I get off that one plane and get on and
1: get on the next plane. Oh, so. and now uh, eating. Uh, you probably still eat big steak. <laughs> I know you eat big steak. <laughs> you eat steak every night.
3: Nah, man, nah. No, 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 no. I try to stay because it uh, it's, it piles up quick. Now. <laughs> you know, back then, back then we could run it off oh, in the day. day. We in ran it off in the day, but now nah, it just, man, nah, it's hanging around a little yeah. bit longer now. It ain't as easy to shake it off. Man. How
1: are you health wise?
3: Doing well, doing well. well, that I know of you know, you, doing well that I know of. did you know. have you,
1: you, you had some I had my hip surgery uh, yeah, I had
3: a call, a thing called resurfacing on my left hip um and uh it's been four months out man i'm I'm feeling really good, I'm glad I did it you yeah. know i I didn't wait till it got too bad, you yeah. know, uh some fellas tell me they couldn't even sleep, so I didn't want it to get to that point, but now, man, I feel like uh I don't feel like running, but right. I can
1: you know. So now would be a good time for me to take you on the golf course. No, nah,
3: not yet. I ain't played in four or five oh, months, that's a man. perfect and time I, and now. And I know how can you I, are. You?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no mercy, no mercy. No. You don't act like, man. Come on, man. We is hard. But no, that's that, that's that's great to know. How, how's your family?
3: Everybody's doing well. Everybody's doing many, well. How many? How
1: many girls? I got
3: four, because I got uh, yeah, my oldest, she has four kids, uh, she's doing well, she's going back to school, uh, my youngest daughter, she just graduated from St. Mary's College, so she's looking for, you know, in business, she's looking to get employed, um, my middle daughter, she draws blood, so she's doing temporary work here and there, she's looking for a permanent, you know, permanent job, uh, and then Whitney, who's here also, she, uh, just had a a baby so she's got two kids so that's what I, that's where my life is now you know I Grand got like kids. yeah eight grandkids seven eight grandkids and and uh that's what I do you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm almost like another dad to them <clears throat> and make sure that the older ones get what they are supposed to get so they can teach the younger ones when I'm there so yeah. I don't go to the college and do a lot of that stuff no more transitioning to that aspect of life uh,
1: now you do have a son in your life now too as yeah well. I do I do and uh Tell us about how you, uh, how he's coming along. I know he, he had some aspirations to, to sport-wise. And... Yeah, I think I, I think it was more me, more you than. Yeah. Him. He, he's a funny kid,
3: man. He'll yeah. be 15 in April, and he, he'll work his butt off, you uh-huh. know, if you if you ask him to. So, um, I asked him if he wanted to play basketball this year, and he doesn't want to play. You know, we're playing competitive, and he does pretty good, you know, just to keep him busy. So. You know but i'm not going to force him mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to play baseball no more no problem you don't right. have to do it you know so um uh he's here with us and uh you know he's just a good kid man all you want all you want in life is just for your kids to be able to take care of themselves socially socially and financially you know mm-hmm. and I hopefully you know we find a niche for him to you know something he likes besides sports because he doesn't have a passion that we had you know mm-hmm. I, my kid didn't have the passion that I have, so, and you know, in this game, baseball and sports, you have to, if you don't have that passion, it, as you get older, it's going to eat you up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk about, um, you know, we, we spent some wonderful years together, and Whitey Herzog brought us both over here, and I don't know if my life would have been the same had had that That trade there, uh, never happened. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the transition of, of coming from the Yankees, from the backfields of the Yankees at the time, I believe, mm-hmm. in '82, and, and becoming a part of this Cardinal organization? Oh,
3: it was great, man! It was a perfect, it was a perfect fit for my style of play, as as I, as you say. Yeah. I mean, just a, you know, and, and Whitey was a perfect person. For that style of play you know as i tell people once the game started it was like little league you just go out there and play you know we didn't have the clocks at first base uh the, the, you know giving us times to the pitcher you know soon as we got to the base we we're over there thinking about how we we're going to get to second and get that jump uh so it was just it was just simple a simple game and you know what he had two two requests show up on time and run hard you know and then He trusted his players. You know, we had yourself. We had Tommy Hur, who like coaches on the field. You know, who we, you know, who kept us, kind of kept us together. Hopefully, you didn't have to do too much. You know, for me out there. You know what I'm saying? Just every now and then, we'll wake up. (coughs) You know, know, every now and then. (laughs) Sometimes
1: I felt like I had to cover shortstop and center field You know, you and you and Vince out there sleep. But (laughs) no, it was. uh, You know, those were those were great times. And like you say, you know, we. We pretty much coached ourselves, and I can, there were very few times that I can remember where Whitey said, you know, um, we had to have a meeting about us not doing what we were supposed to do, you know, whether it was running the bases or, or whatever. So coming here and playing was one of the easiest things in the world, and I've always said that if you can't play under the conditions that we had, be on time and give 100%. Sure. And if we, gave, if we were on time and we gave 100%, we didn't hear much from Whitey at all. No. You know, you put your name in the lineup every day and you were able to go out and do your job. And that's all you want to do as a professional player is be able to go out and do your job and do your job without any restrictions. Mm-hmm. And we certainly had that in the 80s. And I think that's was part of the excitement of Cardinal baseball.
3: Yes, that's true. And, you, you know, you didn't know Whitey was there really until you lost perspective of what you were there for. You know, you got a little selfish or. You know, a little dis, disinterested in what you were there for. And then that's when Whitey would 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 yeah. say something. But he didn't do much talking either. I, I recall a couple of situations where, you know, you just next thing you know, that that guy's gone. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know? okay. got to step it up. Yeah, uh, we gotta, uh, we got
1: to play. But no, I I think he was also very good in, um, in putting people, a group of people together, mm-hmm. which I think is a is one of the assets of a great manager, a great coach, is to be able to blend personalities so that everybody is, is, is going in the same direction. Everybody pretty much knew what their role was, and, and you you worked at being the very best that you could oh, wow. uh, to the best of your ability. And uh, if you did that, then good things happened. Yeah. They certainly did for us in the 80s.
3: And all around, I mean, we weren't, you know, we took pride in and developing an all-around games, you know, defense. I, I I love defense more than I did base-stealing. I love hitting more than I did base-stealing. Uh, uh, um, you know, and then we just add the other little things, the bunny, howling the bat, moving runners over. I mean, we put in the work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it's getting kind of, it's kind of a different game now. You know, it's kind of a uh, pitching and hitting, yeah. you know, and not, not hitting this away, but hitting, the long way you know yeah. and, and it's it's interesting to see how that's going to turn out in a few years, you know the way they're going with the analytics and stuff, and you have to embrace it you know yeah. because these guys are you know are well educated guys that's coming in with these thoughts and they make a lot of decisions based on that and uh give it I guess you just got to step back and give it a chance to well we, to, we, to, we as to, players <clears> though, <throat> no
1: analytics never really played a big part in in the way we went about it because mm-hmm. The bottom line is that I got to catch it, I got to throw it, I got to hit it, and I got to run, and I feel that if we do those things more consistently than everybody else, mm-hmm. then those analytics takes care—they take care of Everything themselves.
3: takes care of You yourself. know,
1: if you're doing your job every day mm-hmm. and playing center field and getting on and stealing bases, I mean, those are stopping
3: were the, that other team from, from doing, from it, as doing much. it.
1: And if you're a team that that catch and throw on a, a more consistently than the other t- the opposition, then you have a better chance mm-hmm. of winning.
3: I agree, 100%. And then, you know, even back then, we were using it, but we didn't know. Like, right. Whitey, Whitey would have those charts, you know, where he'd have, you get 50, 60 at bats, you have a chart, and you can just about set up your defense, defense. to that, right. you know. And then we know as players, defensive players, we watch the guys hit, watch their swing that day, who's pitching, and we set ourselves up a little bit off of that that defense. You know,
1: one of, well, you know, one of the important things that, that that people don't talk about much is that, we watched the other team take batting practice.
3: Yeah, so. You, know, you
1: watch the other team take batting practice, and then you get an idea. So it was about getting, gathering as much information as you could. Mm-hmm. But um, it was never one of those things that was stated that, hey, you should go out and do this. This was what we did as a team. King. We had an understanding of it, and we knew that if we were. Better prepared than the other team, we had a better chance of winning, and that's really what it was all about. Man,
3: you say that, oh, and I tell them, I'm telling these kids that every day down there, you know. I, matter of fact, I had three or four of the young pitchers come up to me, you know. Not many of them do, but they're talking to me about what bothered me as a base stealer. Um, what did you know? How did, like you say, we watch batting practice of the other team. Uh, we watch the pitcher warm up, the opposing pitcher, if we could, to see what he was doing, see if his breaking ball, if he go into the stretch, see if we can pick up something. And, you know, we ain't watching him all day, but just to kind of see if you can get that little edge. You know, we watch the catchers. You know, we watching the defense, seeing if they have holes. hold. Um, and you tell these kids that, and it's like they just, they like they never heard it to a point, you mm-hmm. know, which they probably have. But hearing it from – Two or three people, and then I tell them, don't only talk to me. Talk to, you know, talk to some of these other big league guys that's around here. And if you've got two or three people telling you the sun is shining outside, and their character is good, mm-hmm. and they're in their right mind, and I'm just about believing it's going to be sunshine outside. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What was um, what, what was the when you look back at your career, what were what were the highlights?
3: Hmm. The consistency, the you know, the. Um, the 82 World Series was just, I mean, that was, nothing ever topped that. I yeah. mean, you do that, it was probably
1: your second or third year? It was my first year here. But I can remember, oh, you remember okay. the first game in the World Series in 1982? Oh, they beat I us, I think they beat us oh, 11 yeah. to nothing, and we were riding oh, yeah, home. Man. And I said, Will, oh, boy. I said, man, we got a work cut out for us. And I said, I don't know how we're going to do it, do but it. we're going to find a way to beat these guys. No, you no. remember that? Oh yeah. You remember that?
3: I remember those balloons. We we getting in, We got in on the bus, and I remember all these balloons going off.
1: Yeah.
3: Blue, red, blue and yellow balloons, yeah. like it was and over. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that you said that was, I ain't gonna. It scared the mess out of me then. But you said, hey Willie, I don't care what you do during the regular season. This is what they're gonna remember you by. But you know what? What counted that fear was preparation, because we did our bonding. We did our base running every day we did our defensive work every day we did our hitting and that there I had to right then I start thinking I'm saying hey I'm prepared so if something's happened if something happens and it happens like that it just wasn't meant to be but it wasn't because we weren't, we weren't prepared,
1: prepared. And, and, and that was a big part of the success yes. that we had in the 80s
3: I tell these kids that every day man you don't want to get up there to the big leagues and be put in a pinch run or something, pinch hit, and you can't get the bunt down or you get picked off in a, in a crucial situation, not knowing where your outfielders are, not scoring on, you know what I'm saying? That's right. And that's the little stuff that I try to get them to pay attention to, you know, but and hopefully you can get the coaches to, to do the same thing when them kids go to their different cities.
1: Right, which, you're hoping that that, that that message is the message that is being relayed to the, to the kids every day because the, the, the more that, that they hear that, the more it becomes a part of their everyday life life. the the
3: importance of it in the big games you know in the big games the importance of it not just this not just pitching it's just the little things that's gonna get you
1: right you know keep you there well you know looking back on um on both of our careers I know that um you you took a lot of pride. I, I, let's talk about one of the funny things. Mm-hmm. You took a lot of pride, and we talked about defense and the pride. Now, here recently, you mm-hmm. you had something brought back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember what that? Was? <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Yeah, was one I day we had it. out on the field. We had a,
3: you had a bad day. Let's uh, I, had, I had a bad a bad few months. I, I would no, say.
1: well, you had a bad day. You had a bad day, but. Somebody brought something back to you, tell me, what did they bring back to uh, you? They brought back a glove, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gloves, it, no, that no, I didn't care if I ever saw it again. That was a glove you flipped, you in, flipped the stand. in the stand. Yeah. and the, the story behind that was, in spring training, all of a sudden in the middle of spring training, I had this glove, been using for a year or two, and I used the biggest glove I can find, you know. So, <laughs> I used the t- biggest glove I can find. All of a sudden they changed the rule halfway through spring training that you can only use a 12 inch glove in outfield. And
1: you were used to what,
3: 16, Thirteen 18, <laughs> 14, <or 30>. 13, <laughs> they, I think the biggest was 13, <laughs> oh, okay. All and right. that makes a big difference, man, and, you, and then the Rollins gloves at the time, we didn't have eight different companies with right. gloves, so the Rollins glove, the leather was so, it was good, good quality, but it was stiff. And it took a while to break in, and I just never got comfortable, never got comfortable. And that ball would be hit in a right center field gap every time. And the last 10 feet, the last 10 feet of that ball traveling, it just seemed like slow motion. And it just always hit right, right on the palm of my hand. So I knew then, I, I just I just gave up. But I didn't stop hitting, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I was a free agent. I say okay, I, like, I can't catch I it. I can't no. catch it, but I'm going to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know so I came into the dugout I came in I just didn't know it. I was just so frustrated I just flipped it up to the stands and the, somebody brought it down to the locker room for me to sign and I, I told them if I ever see that glove again I'm gonna burn it I'm gonna do something with it but they ain't gonna know where it is you know and then so last year in an um, autograph uh, Thing they uh they brought it back.
1: You had a, a an autograph session. session.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and this and, uh, was one of
1: the pieces that they brought. They brought this back
3: sign. the glove. Yeah, so I just laughed. It was yeah. funny to see it again.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they <back> some <laughs> yeah, but that's you know
3: you are who you are, and that's, that's what I've right. learned. You know, you know I I, I can't be yeah. Ozzy Smith. I can't that's be right. Bob Gibson. I can't be Red Shandy. You have to be at peace with who you are, and uh, I got to that point. As I played more,
1: you, you remember the commercial we did? There were it was uh, it was a promotion for selling Cardinal tickets. Tickets. You remember that? You oh remember? yeah, Walter and Henry and Henry, Henry, Henry and Walter. Who were who you, Walter or Henry?
3: I can't even remember. Oh, I, like I, tell, I can't remember where I was
1: yesterday. <laughs> point, I, we had a lot of fun with that, and I think that uh, I, I don't know that if it was, if if people really knew if you just put it on and maybe we can find that in the archives somewhere mm-hmm. of where uh we were dressed up as two old guys. uh old guys in the barbershop who were just talking cardinal baseball and uh i had a lot of fun with that and hopefully uh, we may be able to revive that yeah. would would you be willing to do that i would I okay yeah that was fun I, I mean it was fun that took you out of character, character. yes yes yes
3: but it was fun. But yes. I had a hard time. That was something that was hard for me, but I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. At that time, it was fun.
1: That was great. You remember
3: going into the locker room and it's playing on the screen? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. knew. They yeah, didn't know that, who that it was. was amazing. That they was amazing. So was.
1: hopefully, we'll get a chance to, to, at some point in time during the show, we'll one of the shows, we'll, we'll talk about that and uh, we'll revive Walter and Henry.
3: Yeah, we just have to uh, run a little thing before or after it that. This is not meant to offend anybody. (laughs) A
1: disclaimer, okay. (laughs) It's just two guys having fun. That's all. (laughs) Well, it was a pleasure playing with you. Thank you for doing this. No doubt. All right. No doubt.
2: Anytime. What a conversation between two all-time great Cardinals. Ozzie also chatting with Bob Gibson on opening day. That'll be featured in the coming weeks here on the podcast. Plus, a week ago, we had Bill DeWitt III on. He talked about the beginning of the franchise with us. To make sure you don't miss those or any of our podcasts, you can listen or subscribe. Simply visit cardinals.com slash podcast, or you can check us out on iTunes as well. Today's interview originally airing on our Cardinals Insider TV show. We go behind the scenes with the Redbirds every week on 20 different stations throughout Cardinal Nation. To find out where you can watch it near you, check out local listings at cardinals.com slash insider. Of course, full episodes and individual stories from the show also available on the MLB Bat app. Go to the video section and type in Cardinals Insider in the search bar. That's it for today's podcast. For Ozzie Smith and Willie McGee, I'm Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.